0: Hey, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups, and today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for popping into this latest episode. I wanted to talk about workplace boundaries, which I know takes on a super interesting twist in a working from home era. Over the years, I developed this framework for thinking and it's really a way that I think about professional boundaries, but I'm also gonna share a few tried and true tips that I know that will help you drive impact, but also keep your sanity. Velocity is the biggest threat to business, right? But that velocity is also the biggest threat to your well-being and your professional performance if you don't get a handle on how to manage boundaries and manage your brain through sort of this constant change that we're in. I promise you it's possible to set boundaries, stay sane. And deliver against expectations. I look at boundaries through the lens of what I call the three C's, which is clarity, certainty, and competence. The first C is clarity. And understanding that a boundary is something you set for yourself. It can be mental, physical, or emotional. But for the purposes of this episode, which is being recorded in March of 2021, which is about one year into the COVID-19 pandemic shutdown, I'm going to focus on mental and emotional boundaries because so many of us are still not working in close proximity of each other. And frankly, I have no idea what the aftertimes are going to look like. So we're going to keep it to mental and emotional boundaries. So the first question to ask yourself when thinking about clarity is what are your non-negotiables? Looking at well-being, I'm not talking about bubble baths and massages, although those would be nice. I'm talking about in a working from home reality, what is your family friend time? Where is exercise? How are you doing meal prep and healthy eating? Um, are you taking breaks during the day? Remember, we used to be walking from the conference room to the maybe the micro kitchen and having those little breaks throughout the day, and right now, we're mostly sitting in front of a screen all day long, having conversations either on camera, which is can be extremely draining, or we're just on the phone all day, and we're not having the natural cadence of conversation and those pauses, so we have to find ways to maintain that throughout well-being. If you're working from home, your commute is now non-existent. Those were also sometimes where you had buffers and places to carve out space for yourself. So it's really important that you think about for yourself, what is shutting down time? I have a friend who literally at like 6 p.m. says to herself, we're shutting down. Like She literally has a way of shutting down that becomes a transition period for her so that she stops working and then it doesn't just bleed into her night. The next thing I would look at within clarity is time management. Blocking time on your calendar and getting super clear in when does a task drain you or give you energy. And then scheduling those tasks for when you know you're at your best is another way of setting a boundary. I'm not going to be doing rolling forecasts at 4 p.m. I'm certainly not going to be redlining a contract at the same time. I'm going to move those items earlier in the day so that I'm have more energy, more focus, and I'm less drained. And that is another way that I set a boundary. It's not always possible. But if you start doing this for yourself and get in the practice, then over time, that boundary starts to be really honored by you. And therefore, other people won't violate that boundary either. You and your colleagues may decide non-negotiables. You may decide that um, for instance, after 12 p.m. on Wednesday, we're not going to do any external meetings. It's going to be a heads-down time. We're going to be working either as a team or getting things done, but that we're not adding on any additional work by having outside meetings. This isn't about being inflexible. It's about finding the best way to work within your skills and strengths so that you can maintain your performance and well-being. The last part of clarity is learning to say no. You're always saying no to something. When you say yes to something, you are saying no to something. Problem now often is that it's harder because we like the people that we're saying no to or we're people pleasers. And people pleasing is a lie, my friends. It's a lie because it's doing something for someone else and putting their needs before yours because you're worried what they might think about you if you made a different decision. And you're caught in this total like, cycle of people-pleasing and then being resentful and people-pleasing. You are kind gonna of feel resentful and frustrated when people don't do the same thing back for you or appreciate the sacrifices that you're making. And it's totally normal to feel uncomfortable when saying no, but it really comes down to, would you rather say yes and be resentful, which is like a heat-seeking missile of resentment towards yourself, or would you rather be uncomfortable but choose yourself first. I know for me, I'd rather choose myself first. Remembering that you are always saying no to something, be really intentional with when and where you say your no's. Okay, moving on to the next seat, which is certainty, or in this case, uncertainty. Nothing is certain. And managing your thoughts and managing your boundaries, the only way that you create certainty is through your own personal identity. What happens in a fast-paced entrepreneurial organization is that you often bust your butt to create things that either with your colleagues, a solar project, perhaps with, in conjunction with your clients, but then very often these projects can be canceled or killed or they just didn't work. And this can be exasperating, exhausting, exciting, inspiring all at once. And reminding yourself that nothing is certain is the path to freedom. Adapting the thought that like, nothing has gone wrong here. This is what's, this is just what's happening. This is just work, right? Y- you just have one less way that that particular project or effort is going to work. And the effort hasn't been wasted because if you adopt a growth mindset, it becomes a learning effort versus I can't believe I did all this work for nothing and then be all stressed out that you have to do it again. You can't let your brain be in charge of the show unconsciously. It's vital that you manage your mind so that you don't get burned out. In order to get through uncertainty, you also must separate fact from story. And what I mean here is like facts, things that are agreed upon cannot be argued. One way to think about that, one way to think about that is that it's not a miserable day out. It's raining. It's raining. Because a miserable day would be an opinion. It's raining would be a fact. He's not yelling. He's speaking loudly. And this is one that I learned early on where I thought this particular client was always yelling. And I only heard him as a yeller until I said something at one point to a colleague, like, God, he's always yelling. And she was like, really? He's not yelling. He's just super passionate. And that was like such a reframe for me I'm now appreciating that he's passionate and he's actually not yelling. So it's a it's a different way of thinking about it. It doesn't mean it's true or false. It's just separating story from fact and really trying to hold your opinion aside and focus on the facts. When you focus on the facts, you then get to choose how you want to think about it. When you're managing boundaries, know that managing boundaries is always going to be about managing your thoughts. And certainty comes from a personal identity and the A personal identity is a series of sentences or words that you think about yourself. When we get really clear on who you are, your skills, your strengths, your values, your beliefs, these become your inputs to build a strong identity. Once you know who you are and how you communicate your uniqueness, we're able to increase our confidence and overall career satisfaction. I have seen this happen so many times with my clients. We work together to create and communicate your personal identity, your career narrative, confidence, opportunity, collaborative, all of it increases 10x. Certainty comes from knowing that what you believe about yourself ahead of time. And then from there, you can choose to respond versus react. Okay, we have clarity, certainty, and the last C is confidence. Confidence is an inside job. It is about the journey, not the outcome. And it's also about getting neutral. When we think about creating confidence, we do this through previous experience. Either physically, I've done this task before and I know how to do it, or mentally, I've done this task, or I'm able to experience and process my feeling because I've done it before and I can get through the other side. When we allow a vibration or an emotion in our bodies to process, which really just means sitting with it for a few seconds or a few minutes, our brain begins to be trained that it's safe and that it can experience any emotion. When our brain begins to calm down and we know we're not in danger, we're able to get back into thinking about solutions, which therefore, again, helps us increase confidence because we can get through the experience, get through the other side, and get back to thinking and not let an emotion or a feeling or a vibration in our body knock us off course. We may not like the feeling. We can get through it and we're able to then step up for new opportunities, challenges, or experiences. A growth mindset builds confidence because it allows you to see setbacks as learning opportunities. And when you're the watcher of your thoughts, you can work towards mastery of the skill. Confidence also comes from evaluating your efforts. We talked about this a little bit in episode three about how you wallow in data, you pull out the highlights and the lowlights, and then you choose how you want to pivot, think about the experience and move forward building confidence, we have to keep questioning our thoughts and neutralize the negative ones. We train our brains by asking if it's possible and what am I willing to believe differently? So practicing new thoughts frequently over time, your brain reacts and begins to accept the new thought. Here's an example of what I mean. Let's say you're going for an internal promotion, and when your brain says, I really want to get that promotion, and the other side of your brain says, they're never going to tap me, I'm not going to get this, you want to find the neutrality between those two statements. A possible alternative between those two previous statements or, or thoughts could be, it's possible I'm able to get this promotion, or I'm willing to believe that It's possible I can get this promotion, right? Playing in a space that's somewhere between the two thoughts of I want it, I'm going to get it, and I'm never going to get it. In closing, fast-paced environments can be exciting and they can be challenging. We manage boundaries by choosing our thoughts. The first C is clarity. Get clear on your well-being, get clear on your non-negotiables, time management, and really know what you're saying no to. The second C is certainty. Separate story from fact. Let your brain then choose how it wants to think about the facts. And then know that your skills, strength, values, and beliefs are the factors that create your identity, which is really the only thing you can truly be certain about. And the last C is confidence. And Building confidence is an inside job. We have to practice positive thoughts and neutralize the negative ones. All right, that's what I have for you. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one, or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.